0: Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another episode of the Nuffable Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Dirt, And as always, I'm here with my main man Justin. Just B. what's going on? Nothing much. We just got little secrets that we can't share with people when <laughs>
1: off, off the air. But I love our comments before we start. Our conversations are so awesome.
0: <laughs> and of course we have. Jordan Brand Women's Collective 23 Star Melissa here. Missy, how's it going?
2: What up, gang? Um, so Justin was talking about taking a poop in stranger's houses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a true story. I thought we were keeping family business in-house, but apparently we are just sharing.
2: <laughs> so that was what we were talking about we didn't want to you know keep those secrets from everybody <laughs> now y'all know what we we're talking about
1: <laughs> no i actually wanted to keep those secrets from everybody <laughs> but you just decided to spew it out so fine we'll run with it
2: i had to get my lick back man
0: <laughs> <laughs> the roles have reversed
2: here
0: <laughs> threw you under the bus this time buddy
2: it's been a year of him doing
1: <laughs> <that> to me. <laughs> she threw me under the bus and then got in the bus and drove the bus over me. Okay. She's very talented that
0: way. <laughs> well, these guys obviously see that this podcast has started <laughs> off on a much higher note than <laughs> the previous ones because. The Bulls won two games in a
2: row. Winning cures everything.
0: Right, winning cures everything, and especially the first time that we won consecutive games this season. <laughs> so.
1: Now, when they when they said that, I had fooled myself into believing that that was a misquote. Like, I I know it's been twenty one games. But we had to have won two games in a row. Like, I know I didn't see two games in a row that we won, but my mind just convinced myself, no, this actually did happen. It's it's that lie, almost like the lie that certain, certain females tell themselves, but we won't go there either. No, there,
0: there's no lie there
2: yeah it definitely feels like we have not won two games in a row It <laughs> very much feels like a real reality to me i'm more so surprised that we did win two games in a row but i'm very happy about it i am thrilled about it we never gave up <laughs> um been very dejected at many certain points but yeah it's fun we're all smiling for now
1: <laughs> what is the the most like, what is your best feeling out of these two games in a row that we've won? Like, has it been, like, individual feats or just an overall team um, excitement? Like, what, if, what have you all, like, just been like, yes, we're back?
2: I think, <clears throat> I don't know that we're back, but it's just nice to see that. It's really nice to see the young guys just do what we've been wanting them to do and play with confidence. Yeah. Um, I think that's like the biggest takeaway. I think that's the obvious takeaway, just seeing them really just play with confidence. Like Io, we haven't seen I.O. play that way since like rookie year or even Alina I.O. Like we have not seen him play with this much confidence. Um that's been really nice. And obviously Pat's been having a really he's been having a, a bunch of really great games. Um he's been going crazy on defense. We've seen him Hit some threes, which we've been waiting for him to do too, and obviously been taking it in the lane a l- little bit more and um just excited about everything. And obviously Kobe. There we can't say enough about Kobe, but for me, I feel like that's the general consensus of almost everybody, just seeing the young kids do what we want them to do.
0: For me, it would be not having to talk trash. Because everybody knows <laughs> I will talk a lot of trash when they deserve it. So I have to walk some of that stuff back now, which I'm happy for. P no will is back to being P Will because now he looks like he actually gives a damn out on court and has been rebounding. He's been his defense is back at elite levels. His offense is more aggressive. Uh I'm happy about that. Um, I can't even talk trash about Billy those last two games. Like Billy did a good job coaching those last two games. They weren't the usual rotation problems. He took timeouts when they needed to be called. Like as soon as somebody went on a run, I'm thinking, oh God, called the timeout. Timeout. What? (laughs) I was like, he did it? Okay. Why is this just all of a sudden (laughs) happening? And then you gotta look at the common denominator. And then I do have to come back and talk trash, and say get Zach Levine off my team. Oh no! Okay, no, that's where I'm going. Uh -uh, No, get him out of here. No, 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 get him out of here.
1: No, I was with you on everything, except for that. And I was like, even like, because that's what I was actually that's one of the things I was more most excited about was Billy stepping out of his normal routine of things and doing things that made sense. Like we talked about Kobe and what Kobe was showing on the court, but the main reason why we were able to see what Kobe was doing on the court is because Billy didn't do what he usually does, which is, oh, hey, you're playing awesome. Come sit down next to me. Like that last game, what did what Kobe play like 40 minutes or something like crazy like that? When's the last time when we seen somebody who is hot that Billy has actually kept in the game and was like, no, I'm riding with the hot hand. I don't care what everybody else is doing on that court. We're going to find ways to feed the ball to the guy who is the hot, who has the hot hand. We also see saw what you were talking about with the rotations. The rotational patterns made sense. There wasn't one time where he substituted out where I was like, what are you doing? He went to Drummond early and often when things were not going well with Vooch. And Drummond came in there and gave him a lot of energy. Drummond was rebounding the ball. And remember last year, what were we talking about? We are getting crap. We're just getting totally destroyed on the boards. We have a six foot eleven guy who's pretty girthy that takes up a lot of space. Why don't we have that guy on the court and allow him to do the things that he can do and be, affect the team in a positive way? So my biggest wow moment was really just watching um, what what Donovan was doing as a coach. Now segueing back to what you were talking about with Zach. Why are you so giddy about trying to get Zach up off this team?
0: Now, we just talked about how Billy coached and how Kobe played 40 minutes. You think Cody's playing 40 minutes if Zach's playing? <laughs> no. Why? Billy has to have them play certain minutes. He has to let Zach get his minutes. That changes the rotation. Without Zach, You see, everybody was connected. Everybody gave effort, including Vooch, who also looked checked out when Zach was on the floor playing. Damar let the young guys go. And you know what? He had his most efficient game of the season because he didn't have to be Damar, Zach, Damar, Zach, Damar, Zach, and everybody just standing around. Because Zach's not there and everybody's moving the ball, which let DeMar save his energy. And when we needed the basket, that's when he would go and be DeMar. And he shot like 10 to 18, 24 points, 10 assists. He played like he did on the Spurs. He didn't have to play hero ball, taking turns with Zach, because Zach's not there taking away opportunities and shots from everybody else on that team in those rotations.
1: So you're telling me that you learn more about Kobe during this past couple of games that you would not have seen
0: with Zach on the court. That's what you're saying. No, Kobe is a baller. Kobe does not get the opportunities that he should every single game because of Zach. It's similar to how, Tyrese Maxey is flourishing in Philly as soon as they got rid of James Harden. He
1: had the so opportunities.
2: He
0: had the keys.
1: <clears throat> you're saying that Kobe couldn't, couldn't put up the type of numbers that he's put up in the past two games with consistently,
0: with no. Okay.
1: All right. So I want to take you back because everybody's like all in love with like this ball movement and everything. And I believe when I was looking back at the amount of assists. The Bulls were averaging somewhere in like um the mid, like like the probably around 32, 33 assists per game. All right, so 2020, Billy's first year. Looking at 21 games into the season, <clears throat> you had Zach, you had Kobe, you had Lori, you had P Will, and like the skeleton remains of Wendell Carter. Kobe had eight games out of those 21, eight games. If I'm looking down the list, because I went back and I looked at all of his games and I'm just going off of games where he just scored 18 points or higher. Throughout those eight games, 22 points per game, five rebounds per game, six to six per game, 46.8% from the field, 41%. That is with having not just, like another person who was scoring, you're talking about younger team, guys who are trying to find their way, them really trying to focus on it being Zach and with Lori, and then you sprinkling in somewhere between Wendell and and, um, P-Will and Kobe. But those are eight games that we saw with Kobe being highly effective from the standpoint. Now, granted, there were some, a couple of games that were in there that they didn't win, because they were facing in that early part of the year, facing more defensive minded um, teams. But just going off of those eight games, 21 games into the year, we're looking at where they are right now. How many games out of uh, 500 are they right now? What's their record, like seven and 14? Yep. Okay. Looking back at those games, because they're at seven games below 500 in 2020, with a lesser roster, without having the full advent of um, full offseason with Billy and everything, having young players, not being nearly as effective a team, not having nearly as much talent on the team, I saw Kobe being very effective with Zach. Those guys were actually starting to put together a lot of chemistry. And if you go back to that year – during that year, not only was Cody show, show, showing out in the beginning of the year, you also had your highest um, um, efficiency rating that Zach has had since he's been in the Bulls uniform um, in that particular year, the team, I think they wound up with like 31 wins this that year. When I'm looking at the whole entire thing with Zach, people are like saying, oh this is attributed to Zach being out of the of the offense. But this really, to me, isn't about Zach being, about the, being out of the offense. This really is, to me, looking at how DeMar was able to take a back seat and allow Kobe to be the best version of himself. This Kobe that everybody's talking about that is enthralled with, that they love, which I love too, I'm all for it. But I already saw him do those things with Zach, And with Zach saying, this is a guy that I can run with, because he was very effusive of the praise of Kobe White. Zach didn't have any problems playing with Kobe. The type of way that they are running and passing the ball and all of that other stuff, that was happening back in 2020, when you had Zach, Kobe, and Lori. And if you go back and you look at the assists, the amount of assists that they were averaging, about 31, 32 assists per game. So there is not really anything that I'm looking at with this that tells me they couldn't do this same exact thing with Zach and the offense. What this is really telling me is they didn't find a way that once Lonzo got hurt and once you had to go through all of this whole entire transformation of this team, nobody decided that they were going to have a talk with Demar and see how he could help his game work with, establishing Kobe a little bit more and keeping Zach as a focal point. But to me, this is not a team where I'm like, oh, they couldn't do those same exact things with Zach because I've already seen them do those things with Zach. And I think a lot of people, and I'm not saying like that you're included, but I I just think with a lot of the noise that goes on with this team, we're kind of losing track of, what did happen with this team and what didn't happen with this team. There was no real vision as far as what was going to happen once Lonzo, as much as we love having Lonzo on this team, there wasn't a a vision as how we were going to move this team going forward. I love what's happening with Kobe. I think we all saw what Kobe could be last year when he started to commit himself to playing defense. But what happened when we had Kobe and he was playing well? We had a coach who would pull Kobe out, put Pat Beverly in, focus on all of these things and not push this team to where they can go. I don't really see why you cannot have this iteration of this team with Zach on it, because I've already seen those two guys be very well and produce very well before in the past. Here's well, the big the difference.
2: Lineup is completely different from the, what you're comparing to. And like, you do have some good points, but at the end of the day, like from what we're seeing and from, what from my observation, from my assumption, I mean, Zach just doesn't want to be here at the end of the day. So if it's going to work or it's not going to work, it's, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant because he's he just doesn't want to be here. He's playing like he doesn't want to be here. That's rubbing off on the rest of the team. It's affecting everybody else. And how, like Derek was just saying, and I agree with that, and I noticed that too. It's very noticeable how Vooch was playing like he was checked out. We were all – irritated because we felt like they're playing like they just don't want to be here they're not even trying and you see how different he played vooch played and i'm not blaming zach it's just that he just doesn't want to be here it's not his fault it's not his fault i'm not making him the villain either but he's playing like he doesn't want to be here he doesn't want to be here so he he sat out and now everybody's playing like they want to be here they're playing they're they're locked in they're engaged everybody's getting touches they're actually playing with effort and we all nobody argued that this team didn't have talent but whatever the case is at the end of the day Zach just doesn't want to be here so even if we want to keep him or don't want to keep him or why haven't we figured it out we haven't this is year three and we haven't figured it out and at the end of the day he just doesn't want to be here so well
1: my my question is because I've heard a lot of people say oh he didn't want to be here and that's why the team was playing bad I'm not saying that's the point that you all are making I'm just saying being on social media, hearing comments also from people who are a national uh, broadcast, they're all like, oh, you know, Zach wanted out, the team is playing a lot better now that he's there, or not there. When did Zach say that he wanted out? And did that start with the team spiraling down? Or was the team already coming out lackluster with no energy and then it got to a point where, yeah, Zach did voices frustration. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm keeping track of the narrative. Because in my mind, I saw a team that we saw on opening night that did not look like they had any clue as to what they were doing on the court, were not engaged, were not communicating. And after that, a bunch of games after that, didn't look like they were having any type of fun. So I'm just trying to make sure that I'm piecing this together. Did it happen where the team was playing like crap and then Zach won it out or and then they started playing better or was it Zach was complaining from the beginning then the team played like crap and then Zach won it out you see what i'm saying with that
0: let's see like like i said the biggest difference between how you said they played that year and this year is Zach doesn't want to be here and you know there's been Stories of last season, the players are going to the coaching staff asking about Zach's accountability. So this isn't just like a new problem. It just compounded it. They've already been questioning, you know, why is he moping around after we win? Why is he smiling after losses? What's his accountability? That goes back to last season. And then now he has this list of trade destinations where he wants to go. That's your max player. That's supposed to be the guy that you're building around. And you're like, well, he doesn't want to be here. He's smiling after we lose. Why Why should I care? That's where this whole narrative of they're playing better without Zach. And you see, they play completely differently without Zach. It's not like, oh, Zach set out and we got a fluke win. They play completely different. And there's no way you're going to tell me Billy cooked up all that in two days because Zach wasn't there. That's the offense he's been wanting to run. That's the offense that he was running with Lonzo. So how does it magically all of a sudden come together when Zach's not on the floor? I
1: don't have any... (laughs) I don't know like, why it is that it's coming together, because when you look at it, it's interesting. I looked at what Billy was saying after um, one of his pressures, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I didn't change up anything. We just did blah, blah, blah. Okay. I looked at that, and I'm like, okay, I'll accept your comment of you didn't change up anything except you're lying because you did change up something. Because I looked at the defense that they were running the defense that they were running where they were switching all over the place. Um, That didn't happen in the past two games. Billy was actually forced to move out of his comfort zone and inserting Pat back into the starting lineup, which I said before was not really something that really made a lot of sense because if you took Pat out of that lineup, starting lineup, you didn't have the athleticism that Pat has for whatever reason, when he's playing with, Pat and DeMar, or not Pat, but when he's playing with Zach and DeMar and Kobe, he feels the need to take a back seat. And I'm not placing that just on Zach or DeMar. Part of that is just with Pat himself. But I looked at a lot of things that Billy did that was totally different than what he was doing when Zach was on the court. That's what I'm basing that off of. And secondly, we talk about, oh. Well, Zach is not wanting to be here. What I don't understand, and this is, I'm not like saying that I'm like defending Zach or whatever. What I don't understand is how all of this stuff gets laid in the fact or the feet of Zach not wanting to be here when also they offered a contract extension to Damar. Damar has not said that he wants to be on this team. Damar said, Well, I want to see this, that, and the other. How is it that we are able to separate? some of the things that Demar is deficient in some of the things that he has done, because remember, we talked about the fact, and this is just playing devil's advocate. We talked about the fact that he was having a big influence over these younger players, bringing them in and showing them the ropes. And they were supposed to make this big jump being out with the Mar and training with the Did we see that actually happen with the No. We talked about the fact of DeMar taking a step back in his playing style with Kobe. My question is, that is the playing style that we could have seen before. Why didn't we see that playing style from DeMar before? Because if we're really being honest with ourselves and we're looking at DeMar, when DeMar, before he came to this team and he was playing with San Antonio, people weren't looking at DeMar as a player that they should have invested in. They weren't going out and saying, oh, we need to make sure that we lay down a whole bunch of money on DeMar and bring him back into our to our team. There were like three teams that were interested in DeMar. But neither one of those teams, except for the Bulls, were interested in giving him any type of big time money. When DeMar came and played with Chicago, DeMar's focus switched from, I'm going to be this facilitator, to now I have the ability to restore my name as one of the all-time great scorers in the league. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because if that's what you are and that's what has ha- allowed you to put up these Hall of Fame numbers, then fine. That's what you're going probably gonna revert back to. But was it necessarily something that's in the best interest of the team? Noticing also that Lonzo's not here Was he willing to take a step back and do what this team needed to do to get to where they are playing right now? Those are the types of things where I question. And I I feel like a lot of focus has been put on Zach for what he's not doing. I don't feel like as an organization from the front office to Billy to the players that they have a committed vision of what they want this team to be and what they need them to do. I think that it's very easy for everybody to just kind of conveniently point the finger at Zach with, and just kind of lose focus on the fact of how did we get here in the first place? Poor decision-making by the front office, bad coaching by Billy. Part of this does go into Zach, but I can't say that the main focus should be on him and just kind of leave those guys unscathed. That's what I'm saying.
2: What What's your... I'm trying to find out your figure out your objective when you are saying that we should you you don't want Zach to go. What that's what I'm trying to understand. Cause everything <clears throat> other stuff, okay, sure, but what what is it? What point are you trying to make? <laughs> I'm just trying <laughs> to understand that part.
1: If I am looking at Kobe and everybody is like, you know, loving what's going on with Kobe. If you're talking about getting rid of Zach. Are you going to be the see this the, the best version of Kobe just by himself with like some draft picks or with some contracts that people don't want? Or are you going to see your best version of Kobe when you have him and Zach leading this thing like they back in 2020, how we thought that they were going to lead this team with DeMar taking more of a back seat, being a facil- being in a facilitating role? Because a lot of people were talking and even Billy talked about this in the last press conference was that he liked the way that Kobe was playing the point guard position, but he got a chance to play off ball too. If we're talking about seeing the best version of Kobe, where going forward as teams shift their defensive focus, more teams are putting, you know, all of this stock into him. Are we going to see this same version of Kobe that we are appreciating right now? Because right now. It's working and teams haven't geared to him being like the number one option. People are saying, this is Kobe's team. Are we going to see the better version of Kobe, a consistent version of Kobe, like the team is presently constituted or we're trying to add draft picks? Or Are we going to see a better version of Kobe with Kobe and Zach on the floor being able to play off each other? Those are the types of questions that I have when you're saying, Oh, we'll just get rid of Zach and just move him along because after two games, people are just now noticing something that Kobe did with Zach three years ago. And I'm not saying that I'm, I know all of the answers or that I'm totally saying that they need to keep Zach. But like I say all the time, if you're talking about getting rid of somebody, then you need to know who it is that you're bringing in, especially for a front office that is proven that they don't know how to bring in quality draft picks and develop. That's my main issue. Are you going to see this version of Kobe going forward, or are we going to see him taking a step back and not getting to the best version of
0: himself? You're not going to see the best version of Kobe with Zach because Zach does not want to be here. (laughs) That's the whole point of we want Zach gone because he doesn't want to be here. He's not putting in the effort like he wants to be here. He's not playing like he wants to be here. So you're going to see the best version of Kobe without him. Again, similar to Tyrese Maxey when Harden left. Teams have geared up towards Maxey. He's still playing much better without Harden. Is like Zach, Billy did not change anything. He really did not. They're still the same screen rolls and dribble handoffs that you saw before. The defense, they didn't switch as much because Zach was not there. You have to switch a lot on defense to help Zach. And when that man is open, the wide open three, it's usually Zach's man because he's not switching and he's falling asleep on defense. There was a lot more attention to detail on defense because Zach wasn't on the court. Now, is everything Zach's fault? No. But effort, he's not giving effort because he does not want to be here. He wants to be in Miami or he wants to be uh, wherever the hell else he said he wanted to go to. Philly, Miami, Philly He said he was open to Sacramento like he can go and you can get complimentary pieces and help this young movement. You have DeMar to anchor it as the veteran who can go get a bucket when you need it. Vooch has looked more engaged. He didn't play as well that game when DeMar is back because that's because DeMar and Vooch like to operate in the same place. So that that was never an ideal situation once we got Vooch, we should not have got ball. But that's a whole different combo to have. That's why Vooch balled out the game DeMar didn't play because he got to operate in the mid-range where he likes to get going and then can go inside out. So we don't put as much onus on DeMar because DeMar did not sign a five-year max contract with this team. DeMar's on his last year. They want to extend him. They may not extend him. You might trade him and see what you can get for him. You, You can just let him walk. It really does not matter. So we're not going to look at DeMar the same as the franchise guy who signed a five-year max and now it's like, uh, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. I got my money. That's the thing, though. Like, I'm looking at every all
1: of these other stars who come right out. Like, I'm 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 just trying to understand the landscape because I'm looking at all of these other franchise guys. They come out, they specifically say, I don't want to be here they specifically are like oh I mean, I'm, I want to go here I want to go there when we first heard about like this whole entire thing with Zach before it was him wanting out it was well if you're going to send me someplace these are the destinations where I wouldn't mind to go to I haven't heard and I'm again I am not taking up for Zach I'm trying to understand All of the nuance that is going around, because when a lot of things that when things get released from teams, when teams get or things get released from players, everybody has an agenda. Everybody's trying to put their spin on things that's going to help them the most. I've listened to a lot of other players around the league who have expressly said, I don't want to be here. You need to get rid of me. I am no longer playing with this team. When I look at the Zach situation, I'm not again not speaking up for him. But when I first looked at that game against them in, in OKC, and then a couple of games after that, I honestly thought that Zach didn't look right. Physically, he just didn't look right to me. Now that that's just my honest opinion. Looking at him, I didn't see the guy who had the same amount of burst. I didn't see the guy who could get by players like he had in the past. We didn't see Zach's shot falling, which might have also been attributed to the fact that he wasn't right. I'm just saying from devil's advocate, because I have not heard anybody specifically say Zach is not playing here. He hates playing in Chicago. That is my concern with people like hearing certain things. And then your mind allows you to push to certain agendas without actually knowing whether or not that player wants to be here or not. That's all I'm saying
2: without getting into like specifics too. It's it's pretty obvious, like the, just the body language alone, just seeing how he was playing. It's just, it's just like simple observations such as that, just the body language. That's really all you have to look at. And with him not playing these last couple of games, how is the whole team just, they just picked up and they're playing as a team. They're playing for each other all of a sudden. And like the, the defensive assignments, right. We all know that Zach is not known as a two way player. We all know that he, between DeMar and Zach, they're not necessarily known for their defense, but he's, he hasn't been in the lineup and now everybody has their, when you're like playing d- defense and you have to worry about switches, it has a lot to do with like trusting your teammate, right? Otherwise they're just not going to put through the same effort to like defensive effort at all. Because if you don't trust your teammates to do it, why am I going to do that? Why am I going to bust my butt when I know that my teammate doesn't have my back? How are they playing like such a team the last couple of games? versus the rest of the season, so.
1: Well, I, I'm, I'm glad you said that about like body language um, because I think a lot of us do look at people and we're like, oh, we can tell based off of what, they, they're, what they're giving off, whatever vibe or energy they're giving off. And at the beginning of the year, people were saying how trash Pat was, how he was overrated as a defensive player, how it looked like he didn't care and was on the court. And for almost about three weeks, statistically speaking, even with everything that people were saying about Pat and his personality and Pat's more focused on his contract and whatever narrative people were trying to come up with Pat, Pat was one of our best defense. No, not one of them. Aside from Caruso, best defensive player that we had on the team. When you're looking at the stats, you can go back and look at the defensive metrics. So that's what I'm just, I want to just like have <laughs> that people be careful. That <laughs> I, I, well, I just want to have people be careful about saying, oh, well, I know like the ins and outs of what a player is thinking or everything like that based off of body language. Remember, there was like that one game, a couple of games before, like. Pat had that look on his face. I think it was a game winner or something like that. And people were like, he doesn't want to be here. He's more focused on the contract. Now everybody's drinking Pat's bath water. Like, they were riding him Because with he's, he's moving
2: differently. And his body language is different now than it was then. And his, and it I, shows in his – it shows – if you want to look at stats, it shows in the stats too.
0: <laughs> right. The, the body language is that, relates
2: to how the person's playing. So when he looked dejected on the bench, he was playing like crap. Defensively – okay, but now – and, well, they is that that. Was... <laughs> and they yeah, asked him about I'm... it, but body language. And they even asked him about it.
0: He was like, "Oh, that looks bad." He, that's all he said. It was like, "Oh, yeah, that looks bad."
1: He yeah, knew. that looks bad because it he looks knew. bad. He knew it looks what, bad. What was going on. I'm not saying that that's definitely like it didn't just oh, look bad; it was, was bad. Hey, I'm just like, playing devil's advocate, because and I remember a... <laughs> before before we were before, and I'm not trying to be argumentative about everything. But I, like, I'm listening to, not you all, but I'm listening to a lot of people who are like, yeah, Kobe's trash. Kobe can't be, you know, starting point guard in the league. He can't start for this team. That's what a lot of people were saying. Two years ago, people wanted Kobe completely off this team now people after two games are saying well the future is kobe when we actually had statistical evidence that showed us that kobe was capable of doing the same exact thing that he is doing right now we actually had more evidence back then but that's like a completely
2: different topic than what you're talking about that had nothing to do with like the body language that kobe was giving us two years ago was the same as it was now we also we always knew that kobe was a hard worker it just wasn't happening for him at the time but we always knew that he worked hard that he busted his butt he went out of his way to make sure that he was doing everything he could when not in game time to improve on a skill set it just wasn't happening for him so that's a completely different story and has nothing to do with body language either <laughs> that's like apples and oranges now you're bringing up kobe it makes no sense well, I, I stopped with the now body
1: language i stop. i'm sorry i meant to if i didn't like segue back the way i was saying what i was trying to say was we come up with these different arguments, like we try to prove why it is that what we believe in is actually based off of some merit or something that we have determined based off of evidence. I wasn't trying to go back from body language to saying, "Oh, this thing," but Kobe. I was trying to say that basically, what I am trying to say is, we need to be careful when we try to surmise certain things based off of just what our eyes are telling. I love the the way that this team is playing. I love the way that Kobe is playing. But the way people are are playing this, they're saying that, oh, well, this is attributed to the fact of Kobe, or not Kobe, it was Zach being off of this team. And I'm basically saying, we did see this team playing like this, or we saw, let me rephrase that. We saw Kobe playing like this with Zach before. And they were putting up assists and playing free-flowing before. It is something that is possible. That's all I'm saying. Of
2: course, we didn't have former All-Stars. We didn't have Vooch, and we didn't have DeMar. Of course it makes a difference. You if had Lakers
0: Laurie. Lori less- was supposed to be the second option. He set his ass in the corner every game. So the second option was pretty much Kobe at that time. So it was Zach and Kobe. He had more opportunities.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and then Zach wanted to be here. Zach doesn't want to be here now. Like, going back to James Harden, you saw he said, I'm not playing for Philly. Trade me. Guess what? They find him. They find his ass because they put in a new rule to where you cannot publicly say, I do not want to play for this team while you were under contract. Guess who Zach's agent is? He's not stupid. Rich Paul. Clutch. Sports. He's not going to come out and say, oh, I don't want to be here, because why? He's going to get fined. But there have been reports that his agency has put out he does not want to play for the New York Knicks. So it's not that he's saying, oh, you can trade me here, I guess, and I'll go anywhere. No, he's saying, I'm not playing for the Knicks. Don't send me there. These are where This is where I want to go. These are the acceptable trades that I will take because I do not want to be in Chicago anymore. They asked him that question, and of course, Zach could not clearly say, no, I don't want to be here. He said, "Uh, that's something to discuss at another time.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought that
0: up. He could say, yeah, I want to be here. He could say that because he's under contract to Chicago. I'm but glad they you asked brought him, hey, up. you want to play somewhere else? Ah, we can talk about that at another time. And then he's on TV the next day with his agent wearing a B-clutch shirt. No, nah, he does not want to be here. It's not just I'm, body I'm, language. I'm glad you brought that up
1: because you were saying that this goes back to last year. Last right? year.
0: He went last a year? problem last year. He had When last since year, this Billy benched his ass. He's had a problem okay. with Billy. All he right. doesn't let that go. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to play for Billy. The reports have said he wants to play for a coach other than Billy. Jerry's I'm, not I'm, firing
1: I'm, Billy. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I agree with what you're saying. Get but when I make, when I made my argument before, I said, Zach has his faults, but the main is. issue that people are conveniently looking over is how dysfunctional this organization is. Because no, if you're telling me that this is looking over was,
2: it's not the, That's not the point. I think the point but, is that he just doesn't want to be here. We understand and acknowledge all the things. Uh, the roster construction is no, full of flaws, I understand, but at let, the end let, of the day- let, Zach just doesn't want to be here. So there's but no point me, in even arguing it. He doesn't want to be it's, here. You can't make it's somebody not an be argument. here that doesn't want to be here or play better because you want to make him stay here. He's going to pull a harden on us and just purposely do what he's been doing all season. He just doesn't want to be here is the main point. Doesn't matter how you whatever you want to do with however you want to justify it. <laughs> oh, no. I am not justifying so anything. He just doesn't I, want I, to be here though. So there's like no point of even talking about it if he doesn't want to be here.
1: But if you told me that this is something that he was saying last year, because I wasn't aware of him saying this from last year, but you're saying that it did happen. That goes back to what I was saying before. From an organizational standpoint, why would you bring back a player who has said that before if you don't have a vision of how you are going to run your roster? Why bring him back in the first place? They didn't have to re-sign, Zach. There was no, no, no one was saying how, oh, that was a great contract for them to bring on. And that's what I, I feel like people are losing focus on. Yes, there's issues with this, but I'm looking at an organization as a whole that brought this person back who had issues with the coach, who you all were saying, he's not running the offense the way that they want him to run it. You're saying that he's fighting with the coach. And my issue is, we might have all of this stuff. We might get rid of players. We might do this. We might do that. But if we have an organization that is bringing back players who specifically said they didn't want to be here in the first place, there seems to be a fundamental root issue that needs to be addressed. We
0: literally we move on. had to re-sign him or lose him for nothing and not have the space to sign anybody else. We had to bring him back. And for the past two years, they have been trying to trade Zach.
1: Trade him that's, by saying we're n-
0: only going to take,
1: <laughs> we're only going to take these great young players in high draft picks. Does
0: that sound like a team that is really trying to move on from Zach? Yes, they were trying to get the value that he okay. was playing for at that time. He played himself into that max contract. So he had a high trade value. I don't see it. Well, we can move on because, like,
1: I I, 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 feel like, like, I've pressed the button on this enough. So we were Melissa not going to trade him for on, a bag of chips.
2: We do want him to play, though. I do want him to play now to get his yeah, trade up now. his
0: trade value. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because.
2: And I love. Don't get me wrong. I am not a Zach hater. It's just the again. The point is that he just doesn't want to be here. I really appreciate Zach and what he did for us. And I really wish that we could have done more to put pieces around him to really help him with his game for what he's great at. He's a a crazy efficient scorer. But that's neither here nor there. Again, it's I am not a Zach hater. I actually loved having him on the team. But unfortunately, they didn't do enough with him. And now we're already at the point where. Again, he's playing like he doesn't want to be here. Um, All right, so let's get him out of here. But it is what it is. This is where we're at now. <laughs> so <All right>. hopefully <laughs> right. they, hopefully, we can increase his trade value and <laughs> get some nice, decent...
0: But... but yeah, I've supported Zach since he's been here. But it's time to move on because he doesn't want to be here. And the front office has been trying to trade him for two years, so they clearly didn't think that this guy was the guy they've been trying to find better it's just that time to where a trade has to happen and then you see like he is a flawed player we've always said he's had his flaws I mean every player does but it becomes to where it's affecting the rest of the team and the team operates better as a whole when he's not in the equation. Now, you talked about, though, people push agendas. They're pushing that agenda that Zach has no trade value right now. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> That's GMs trying to get him for the low so they can lowball the Bulls. Another report just came out where they said that the Pistons might try to trade for Zach. I've seen a lot of Bulls Nation saying, hey, trade him to Detroit, and get Jaden Ivey, and some picks – and see where this team goes. We're not like... We're not like not owning up to the fact that this front office has made mistakes Um, with their draft picks. It has started to look a little bit better because of how Io's been playing and how Pat's been playing now. know Julian Phillips has been getting some run early in the first quarter now. He's still raw, but you see the effort. And that's the whole thing. When they play with effort and play as a team, they play completely different than a guy who's not giving you effort. And then your other stars start giving stop giving you effort too. It's a trickle-down effect. So your best bet is seeing what you can get for Zach, be it trade, uh, be it picks or players. I mean, I don't know why people have been saying, like, we have, like, one of the worst futures (laughs) in the NBA when we have all of our draft picks minus next year. And then you'll get whatever you get for Zach. And then you have Kobe and Io and Pat all playing well. And looking like they can be the nucleus of a young team. I'm just saying we have a lot of picks to trade. So maybe find a number one option that works better. How do you guys feel? Side note.
2: I mean, I know I'm going on, I'm trying to switch the topic up, but what do you guys think about Alex? Are you wanting to keep him or are you open to a deal since his value is probably going to be probably the highest it's been?
0: I'm on five first round picks. <laughs> <I'm> or <not sure. laughs> Like, He's our best defensive player. He's the one who's been giving effort, been coaching up the young guys, the whole team really on the sidelines, on the court. He's our best communicator. His offense has stepped up. Like You have to come with a really good offer because that is a piece that you would want to help build culture if you're going younger. And his contract is like, Really good. So. <laughs> Just
1: um he's a culture setter, but I think he's done what he needed to do. Um and move on. Just get rid of everybody. He set the tone. Like those young guys are playing well. Um but you have to like be mindful of what Caruso's age is and also there's a guy in um Memphis uh, Marcus Smart um it's a good guy to have on the bench but because of the his play style I don't think that that's something that can hold up um so and I don't think that his trade value will be anywhere near as high as it is right now uh, especially because of how he's playing and even with he's had these minor injuries he's still been very effective but as he continues to age i don't think that he's going to provide nearly as much value to teams as he is right now so just move him
2: i'm torn on it like i love alex he's just he's everything like he's the best communicator on the team in my opinion, he's the best leader on the team. Um he's just always active and engaged and he just brings all the energy, all the effort. But it's I'm torn. It's it's really tough because he's easily the player that gives the most effort on the team. So it's tough. Um, but like you're thinking like long term and stuff, yeah, I really don't know. Like, would he want do you think he would want to stay with us beyond like what is it, a year left or two years? you think you would want to stick with us and by, by that point trade value has gone down like i don't really even know how to answer that one so that's why i was asking you guys because i'm really torn on it like business wise it's probably best to get rid of him because yeah his trade value is super high he, he fits on any team but i can't think strictly business he's just so valuable
0: I think he's pretty much been voted the most loved chicago athlete right now <laughs> mm-hmm. alex caruso is also leading the league and like points in the clutch right now as well mm-hmm. so it has to be a really high offer
2: remember him he, he said that in an in that interview too about um like hitting clutch shots and he's like it's really no big deal to me i do this all the time but it's just i really don't have the opportunity to do it so That's kind of interesting. And his interviews are kind of interesting, too. I know you can, like, read into things a certain way if you want to or just take things at face value. But, yeah, I don't know. It's tough.
1: Did he say why he didn't feel like he had the opportunity to do that here, those clutch shots, Um, or did he just say that? I guess that that
2: those those plays aren't really drawn up for him. He's usually the one inbounding the ball is what he said in the interview. (laughs) That's how he answered the question.
0: Yeah, he said, i um, usually take the ball out.
2: Yep. He's like, I hit those shots all the time. It's not a big deal, but it's I don't get those opportunities because it's usually me inbounding the ball. So.
0: Nobody got the opportunity. What's that? Exactly. It's all gonna come back to it. <laughs> Until that trade is moved, is always is that light is just gonna be there. And that's like from everybody. The media as a whole, they're gonna shine that light like, hey, didn't look like that with Zach on the floor, or didn't look like that with Zach off the floor. So that's a whole nother layer to it is you're going to hear that noise throughout the whole time until that trade goes down.
1: What, that being because of
0: Zach? That's going to be because of the media is going to say, hey, they look different without Zach. Hey, they look different with Zach. What, you mean him not getting shots? Like how the team plays as a whole. Oh, I thought you were still talking about Caruso not getting shots. No, I'm saying they're going to be like, hey, they look better without Zach. Hey, they don't look as good with Zach. And Zach's going to hear that. Because the players hear all this. They they read social media. Mm -hmm. So that's another aspect that's going to play into it. Until that trade happens, everything is going to revolve around Mm -hmm. with or without Zach.
2: The first game we won without DeMar and Zach, people were questioning or bringing up the fact that it's the both of them because, <laughs> you know, they're obviously both ISO, mostly ISO. And now the second game we won, we saw that DeMar was able to take a, take a back seat. And that's always been something that I think most of us, I know I've said that all the time that. DeMar does what he has to do. I'm sure he doesn't want to have to do that all game long where he is just busting his butt and it becomes iso ball because we've seen how selfless he's played. Like he's willing to give people assists. He's willing to give the ball, but things just don't happen. So what we see and what we see all game long is between Zach or DeMar playing iso ball, uh, hero ball, whatever you want to call it, because he has no choice. It's not that he, he wants to play that way. I doubt it because we've seen him try and nothing, nothing happens. Um, But we got to see that in the second game, the second game that the Bulls won, the second one in a row where he just let them do what they do and they play great. And then when it was his time in the fourth, I mean, he, he's, he could step in at any moment and do what he does. But the fact is that he doesn't, he didn't have to do that all game long. So that's also a difference too, knowing he can turn it on or turn it off when he needs to, and he has no problem taking a back seat.
0: And not all players can just turn it on and turn it off at will. I don't know. <laughs> I do know like that first quarter, I was like, they would go on a run as soon as they took the bar out. But then, <laughs> as the game played on, you're like, okay, maybe the can still fit with his team, and AK doesn't look like such an idiot for saying he wants to see how this team looks post Zach trade before he talks about trading any other players. Maybe he has some idea of what he's doing. Who knows? (laughs) It's possible. (laughs) And we play... Charlotte tomorrow. Um, AC is probable, and Tory Craig is questionable. He set out the last couple of practices with knee swords.
1: Yeah, so I again, I, I don't really think that there's a rush to see Caruso coming back. Um, I like seeing Julian be able to get some minutes at that forward position. Um, He didn't do much scoring, obviously, but I just thought that his energy was pretty good um, in the minutes that he did have. It's pretty telling that, and I don't mean this to say anything against Dalen, but it is pretty telling to me that Dalen couldn't find any minutes. Uh, It's it's kind of surprising um, because like when I look back and they were like, Oh, they both have been recalled to the to the G League. I kind of just forgot that Dalen was even up with the main club. So,
0: yeah, Julius. I, mean, a,
1: <laughs> I don't know how that happened, where he just easily surpassed him like that. But good for him for putting in the effort. He just
0: snaked his way in there. He he just jumped over it, in the rotations. Oh man, Dalen Terry. <laughs> what what? Uh, Stacy always say he's playing hard, but he's hurting us. <laughs> That's do <Dale. laughs>
1: You guys think that he'll be on this team like in the future? Like,
0: do you think that he has a role? They want to package him with Zach and both them both. Up.
2: I don't know. The front office is so unpredictable. So I, I can't speculate on that. who knows. I don't really know the direction they're trying to take. It's hard to see. So to be continued. I don't know.
0: <laughs> they, they still want to retool. <laughs> they not want to rebuild at all.
2: Yeah.
0: Just the so whole... who do you guys
1: think is going to last on this team? Do you think that it's um. Last man standing. Like, who do you think is left on this team? Like, when we get to closer to that. uh Wait, when when is the trade deadline? That was February. Is it
0: February fifteenth? That was sometime in February.
2: I think it is the fifth. The fifteenth rings a bell. Uh,
0: February eighth.
2: Oh, I'm thinking
0: about December 15th. <laughs> when more players can be traded. For- <laughs> December 15th and January 15th, when most players become eligible for trade? Trade deadline is February 8th and Zachary is 8th. <laughs> I think Kobe and Pat and IO, I think they'll be here for like uh, a while. <laughs> I guess you could do worse, like Dale and Terry. I'm not going to clown that man. <laughs>
1: He's always got a smile on his face.
2: I wonder what kind of like conditioning he's doing or stuff he's doing ah uh, just to train and improve. Allah Danson. <laughs>
1: I keep hearing more things about like what Julian <laughs> is doing on Windy City, like his standout games, but I just. I haven't heard, like, has Dalen been hurt? Like, is there something going on with him? Because I really just haven't heard much of anything from this year. Windy City or with the main club.
2: He's done a few good things with Windy City, but um, nothing that I've heard about with consistency either. I know he's had a few good games, so. That's what I'm curious about. What what are they doing in terms of development with, you know, Peter Patton and his whole squad? I'm curious to know what they're doing.
1: Peter Patton. Shout out to Peter Patton.
2: Or him working on, like, you know, Kobe and his shot.
0: Yeah. He was working with Vuce at shoot around today.
2: I'm just curious to know how much they work with the young guys, too. Like Julian and Dalen.
1: Because I've even heard some things about Sunogo having some really good games with the Windy City. Mm-hmm. But I just, I have not heard anything from Dalen. I mean, I haven't heard anything from any of the other guys. Um, I forget how to pronounce that. On <laughs> a or... Obi. Just
2: call, Obi. just
1: call him Obi, that's it. On up, Tim. Tim. I haven't heard anything from him. I haven't even seen any highlights of him, but that doesn't mean he's not doing
0: anything. <laughs> My whole thing is... With having good games with Windy City, Carly Jones. I know. I had a feeling, I
2: really had a feeling you were going to bring him up like G League MVP. Like it almost doesn't matter because at the end of the day, he got shipped off.
0: Better learn Chinese,
2: buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why Derek hates the Chinese so much that he wants to be a little there.
0: Yeah, but you wanted him to go to China. <laughs> because I knew what? that's where what? he was in. You know? <laughs> I told you, the very first game he played, NBA game, I said, oh, he's trash. And people were like, no, no, he's not. He's killing in the G League. I'm like, okay, he won't be on this team next year because he's trash. Now he's posting on Instagram with a jersey just written in Chinese. <laughs> So, good to be back good to be back you can go throw lops to Dwight Howard
2: it might <laughs> oh, okay. work
0: out well that can be taken so many
1: different ways let's not talk about <laughs> <laughs> Dwight Howard <Ew. laughs> just leave that man alone just oof. yeah
2: anyway. I didn't
1: say anything but I wasn't thinking <laughs>
2: I actually was not even thinking about I was that. Was <laughs> not <laughs> truly was not. My head did not go there at all.
1: Good night, everybody. Good
2: night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they build a statue for uh, Stephon Marbury over there? <laughs> Maybe Carly can get a statue.
2: I don't know, but that would make sense. I would believe that. <laughs> They do love him over there.
1: Hey, Stephon Marbury was the truth.
2: They love about. D Rose, side note. They really love him over there. So
0: really?
2: Yeah, I'm like the D Rose I, still balling. I got to I got to work with him and uh I heard him speak. His Mandarin is on point. <laughs> so he D Rose? Yes. This is a fun fact. So he just started speaking it and I'm like, yo. And he is fluent. Like he had to, he had a a bit that he had to say for some commercial or ad or something. And he said he learned it because he's like that's like those are like my 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 biggest fan bases in China. So side note, yes, he speaks fluently in Mandarin, and his accent's on point. I was shocked.
0: Yeah, when he was here and was big with his Adidas line, they always had those uh tour China tours. He'd go over have like a camp in China and it looked like all of China was there to see him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I definitely believe that's his biggest fan base. But yeah. shout out to D. Rose for still balling.
2: Yeah, I love it. I love to see it. Love it, love it, love it. He still got it. Poop his life.
0: <laughs> now we just need the Bulls to keep balling um they have a chance to like i don't think we won four straight last year at all
2: yeah i think that was our number it was four
0: (laughs) i mean we got charlotte tomorrow and then we have the spurs friday do we win those four in a row and that beats all of the last season.
2: We have a chance. I mean, Spurs have been boo-boo. We got a chance.
0: It's possible.
2: It's possible. (laughs) Wake up, Justin.
0: I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) I have a feeling Wimbayana is going to show out against us. I just have a strong feeling. The Spurs always play the Bulls tough like they always play us tough. Even when we have like solid leads, somehow pop pulls out some kind of pop magic or whatever. So that's one of those games where I see us possibly losing. Charlotte, I think we could, could pull that off. But for some reason, San Antonio just seems to have our number.
2: So your prediction is one and one? Just uh,
1: maybe, probably,
2: Stay with possibly,
1: the possibly, we
2: possible. Stamp it. Stamp it. <laughs> is it one? Is it one in one?
1: What do you want me to stamp? Do you want me to like stomp my foot? Do you want me to? No, pound I on want you to, to not
2: be like dipping your toes in and being like, possible. <laughs> like, is it one in one or is it not?
1: 2 and oh. Two and zero. Oh.
2: Okay, that was confident. I like that.
1: That was yeah, Pat the last
2: it. couple games, not Pat when he was sitting on the bench staring.
1: I didn't mean it.
0: <laughs> Did you just like you didn't mean it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, MG.
1: How is that for stamping my approval?
2: Awful. <laughs> well, actually. <laughs>
0: I'm going with 2-0, and o, despite Wimby's 9-2-ass <laughs> that Melissa <laughs> thought was Justin's height.
2: <laughs> Turns out Justin is taller. <laughs> I'm going 2-0 and o also. Stamping that.
1: You
0: guys are smoking. <laughs> Pat's gonna to have to guard him, probably.
1: No, that'll be a Caruso game. Caruso's gonna keep him locked
0: down. It's no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Billy. <laughs> I, I didn't want Billy to go there. everything. All right, <laughs> it's very Billy to put Caruso on him. <laughs> But it it needs to be Pat because Pat's defensive numbers are like through the roof.
1: No, if we if we're like honest, like the best thing that could happen for the Bulls is that they put Drummond on Wimbayana and they they find a way to get Wimby in the post and just have Drummond just put a couple of elbows
0: into him. Just put a couple of elbows into him.
2: That's it. Called out.
0: <laughs> Try a few. It doesn't matter. Uh, Try a few boots and drumming minutes at the same time. Yeah, just make them have to play big.
1: Stacy would love that. <laughs> He's been called for
0: it. <laughs> so why don't just try playing drumming and boots at the same time, especially against bigger teams? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. I think <laughs> Wimby would be too quick for either Boots or Drummond.
1: Well, they have some weird experimentation that's going on in San Antonio where they have um their power forward is like playing point guard. I don't know if you've seen like Jeremy Soshan. It's like six foot eight, six foot nine. I don't I have no idea why he's playing power forward, why they're experimenting with that, but Weren't they playing him at point guard earlier? They've been doing it all this year, like, for some reason. I I can't really put my foot on it, like, my finger on it, rather, why that was the case, but. (laughs) Pop's getting old. (laughs) (laughs) He did have an old man moment where he was like, uh, Stop booing players. <laughs> just, just stop that's booing not Kawhi. San
0: Antonio. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? That's not our way. It's like, what?
1: Don't, don't you want them to boo the other players as opposed to booing your team that's only trying won
2: to get two him the games this year? Trying to get to move. He's trying to get Kawhi on the team. <laughs>
0: This man won a championship here. Stop booing him.
2: He said, that's not what we do here.
0: (laughs) Or maybe he's just trying to...
2: I liked it. I know that was kind of corny, but I liked it. It
1: Very corny. He's (laughs) just trying to set it up so that people don't boo him when it's time to boo Pop out of there. Because the time is coming. No matter how many championships you won, everybody gets old.
0: Boo this man. (laughs) This man said the boo birds are coming from (laughs) (laughs) Bob. Count your days. (laughs) Uh. Oh, man. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Guess we'll next time we'll be on here, we'll be talking about our for game win a street.
2: Possibly. It's
0: possible.
2: Why are you so mad?
1: I'm always mad. Around young children all day. That's what I'm young, supposed stinky to be. Children. Those are your words, Derek. I never said that on air about anybody being stinky. And how dare you talk about the youth <laughs> of America life?
0: <laughs> no, What's that Jordan know. mean?
2: Until
0: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> <laughs> so next time, go Bulls.
2: Go Bulls. Go kids. <laughs> how sticky. <laughs>
1: tennis game over.
0: The horn blows. Oh.